1: To axe to Grind. Yada, yada, this, that, and the third, you're not going to make me drink toilet water, the Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick. No, well, this
2: is a Patreon, Oh, no. No, this is a regular, mainline, evergreen mainline. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and, uh, and we're uh, readjusting as we begin recording You guys are both like I'm just lounging Yeah, you're lounging <laughs> I'm lounging <laughs> I decided looking to lounge
1: You're both looking to recline
2: We're entering uh, hour six of our recording block Basically, yes. so um, Big thank you to our sponsors Run for Cover Records
1: uh, Hold on I gotta think of new sounds What's a new oh. sound?
2: Um, like, oh, oh oh No, do, yeah do, do Think of a theme though Go barnyard Because uh, I was gonna uh, say birds But I think you've done birds Okay
1: so,
2: whee. so, yeah, so let me go. Run about. for cover. To live a lie.
1: Uh, uh, rah, rah, rah.
2: Death wish. <laughs> Close <laughs> casket activities.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, we we it was are a goat. Oh, what? It was a goat. Oh, it was a goat. Okay, we are revisiting uh, a friend of ours. Oop. <laughs>
1: Tom, Tom <laughs> no, just okay. went down hard. Oh, her
3: Oh am <laughs> fine. fine now. Watch that cord. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to unplug everything. It's over, Johnny. Yeah, he's like, "Dad." Oh, it hurts.
2: Um Our friend Ruth Wilson's back in the building. Oh, no, he's really? He's come back. He he wanted to get some more advice from you guys. You guys are He seemed so disinterested last time. Yeah, I mean, know. He, he 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 learned a lot and he realized He's coming such. back. Yeah.
1: All right.
2: Um Things didn't work out with that girl I presume. <laughs> well, we'll see. Who knows. Maybe it won't good. He made um,
1: time for us
2: in the same spirit that we did the ad read the last time Wilson was with us, Mm -hmm. the basics, we're going to go back and forth, but we're going to be quick. Okay. So do a more recent thing to share. Okay. Um, A good introduction to our label sponsors. I'm going to do To Live a Lie, Mm -hmm. Spy, Habitual Offender, the new Spy record. It's awesome. Uh, They kind of took the same energy with which they started, which was that original demo, and I think they ramped it up. I, I'm a big fan, uh, a great starting point of the fast hardcore that really borderlines on Manic. Uh, mm-hmm. Great representation of love. To Watched catalog.
1: a spy video the other day, very lit. I think so, yeah. I think so.
2: All right, uh, quickly, Patrick, do run for cover. Okay. I had to run for cover.
1: Oh, too late. Uh, uh, (laughs) Fuck A record that we've talked about A couple times Or a band that we've talked about Because they have a new record out But I'm going to go back To the first Mac Taverscan record That uh, Run For Cover put out Which I still think Is one of the gems Mm. In that catalog It's just uh, Well written uh, Kind of uh, Punk diffused So this is like Mm. Four levels away from punk But not going into anything Pop punk Just going into like A very Kind of Um uh, aggressive indie And uh, uh, j- just still stands up years later
2: Ag indie, I like it Tom, you've got closed casket activities
3: Um, a more recent thing we're saying?
2: More recent school
3: I mean You can go Age of Apocalypse Grim Wisdom mm. um, What else would I go on here? We talked about Regional Justice Center They put out an incredible record on Close casket, right. Closed casket, called "Crime and Punishment." Mm. I would go for those two. Yeah,
2: perfect. I would say those are both. Nice, strong. nice reflection of the current era. And with Deathwish, I'm going to break my own rule and I'm going to just go classic. Oh, because you went a different direction on Deathwish last time. And I think, I think we put a lot of respect on their name, but if you want a good encapsulation of Deathwish, blacklisted heavier than heaven lonelier than god is a good place to start
1: great place to start
2: if that's your death wish starting point you're
1: uh halfway done with the race let's say that that's true all
2: right yo hey guys it's wilson
1: hey wilson how two you years been? later <laughs> yeah what's up how you been
2: Good. I'm new here. Um, I have to <laughs> you, that realize... you. must
3: have learned stuff in the last two years, Wilson. Guys,
2: I don't know if you know this, but time moves a little bit differently here in Westchester.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, Everybody that doesn't know, uh, Wilson is a character played by Bob. I'm
3: merely a character. Who is... Wilson Westchester from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Who,
1: who is the new guy who asks questions that uh, we presume that many of, or maybe most of our listeners know... But because of deficits in everybody's understanding of everything, many will not know. And it could be someone's first episode.
2: Right. And, and we'll do, f- f- this is back to basics uh, too. But basics. we will, in the future, we'll do like uh Clarissa explains it all style. Mm. Like, you know, we'll be Patrick and Tom explain it all. Like so, a talking cat and stuff. Mm, yes.
1: Guys. Is that is that the same show? I no, it's Sabrina,
2: Sabrina That's the Teenage, yeah.
1: same actress? Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: Correct. Melissa Joan Hart. That's yes. right.
1: She has a shot glass collection. Good Interesting. for her. Remember that from her cribs.
3: Hmm. <laughs> cribs heart. is a good she show. Live, she definitely sure. doesn't live there anymore. She definitely had to move. She yeah. downsized. Now she's in uh, <laughs> Santa Clarita. She's got um, a nice yeah. condo in the, uh, Riverside. <laughs> um, what is street punk? Oh fuck, man. Uh, okay, skinhead music. Um, More melodic, very pub oriented. More, has a lot of Irish and English overtones.
1: I think all that's fair. Because uh,
3: street punk and oi is, is uh, hey Bob, clarify cousins. this. Right, the same, different.
2: Street
1: punk different
3: maybe is a
2: little, little broader. But yeah, it's it's, it's kissing cousins. You might get, you might get a little bit of spiky punk seeping into your oi. Like street punk is where spiky punk and oi meet.
1: That's okay. Right. I, I, uh, Oi, I, I acknowledge they're kissing cousins, but Oi is like so much. People that love Oi seem to only love Oi. I don't know Ooh. what that is. So I, I separate them a little bit, but like, yeah, they're kissing cousins. The, the, here's the thing, Wilson. Uh, you, you definitely came to the wrong guy because, uh, I think most of this music is party city punk that is not, uh, it, it, it's, uh, at this point, cosplay. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not good songs because these are, like, at their core, these are roots rock songs that are all very likable. You Like, OI is almost difficult to fuck up because it is, uh, you just take the most basic elements of a rock song, which is a, a good riff with a sing-alongable chorus. Right. And, Say some
3: words that Americans don't understand
1: and, 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 and then you're and, good. You're not even expected to have the other elements of a song. You're not even expected, like. No, like, the,
3: the verses are fucking negligible. It doesn't matter. It doesn't like,
1: matter. And, and honestly, like, oh, a clever bridge? Don't waste our time. Yeah, just get
3: to the thing that I could sing at a soccer game.
1: <laughs> so uh, it's almost hard to fuck up, but at the same time, very difficult to master because writing a chorus that is incredibly memorable might be the most difficult thing in music. Right. Mm. So, uh,
3: but. What would it, you go for? What would be your go for, to for a street punk band? As compared to an oi band, mm. I have one. Bob, go for it. Get all, become Bob for a second. Yes. Antiheroes. Oh sure. Where do they fall? Street punk more than oi, right?
2: Yeah, and it's sort of like, um, right. Like, like for example, the Ducky Boys would probably be street punk, not oi. Right. Yes. Oxymoron. Yeah. oxymorons More showcase street punk. showdown. Yep. 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 So it's more casualties, or are they just punk? No, Spiky Punk. Um, so yeah. antiheroes fall because they're anti-heroes, not white. No, they're not. They're they're. You ever hear the story about that dude? No, what which story? I mean, I've heard many stories yeah. about
3: the antiheroes actually. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, they're actually they, they they're often mislabeled. a couple couple EPs that are really, really good. good really yeah, good. they have a song called "Jerry Was a Piece of Shit" about Jerry Garcia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, great song. Yes, but. Um, they were kind of mislabeled as a racist band, which they're not. That's correct. Uh, Are you going about the... thing that the... happens
1: to all of these bands over time. Right. I mean, because yeah, the, the fans because that the come out great. to their fucking
3: shows. But also... So, Wilson, there was a movie about 20 years ago mm. that made every person I know um, an Edward Norton fan mm. called American History X. Oh, they liked him because he was a Nazi. And he was built, <laughs> he was built in a Nazi. Like, it was like everyone fell in love with Feruza Balk as a skinhead mm. girl. Yeah, and everyone true. fell in love with with Ed Norton I
2: think of. I liked Friza Bulk as a goth.
3: As the, a craft uh, from, yeah. as yeah. a craft, witch. Yeah. Sure. So they all play Nazis. The guy, uh what's his name? The dude that lost all that weight. Um Oh, uh Boy Meets World guy. Fuck. Evan
1: <laughs> We'll call him we'll call him Evan Seinfeld.
3: It's, it's not fun. Evan Seinfeld. I know, but it's fun. What's his name? Like let's what's perspective on his name? The dude lost like three hundred pounds. All
1: right. Um Mm.
3: Boy Meets World
1: <laughs> I'm just going American History X Hold on I'm Let's tight. What's Evan Taubenfeld? No.
3: no Damn it Oh that's just an
2: artist Evan Taubenfeld had a song called Boy Meets World
1: <laughs> Okay Maybe it's not Evan uh, No listen it is uh, um, uh, Ethan Slu- Suple. Suple. Suple Ethan yeah. Souplay. Yeah lost like 300 pounds
3: Plays a Nazi in the movie has the anti-heroes logo tattooed on his forearm. Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: that's not very helpful. So, so this is the everyone's like good.
3: Nazis, 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 antiheroes sue the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get a shit ton of money. I think rightfully. Rightfully so. The dude from the anti-heroes, I learned this on White Trash Rob's podcast, took some of that money and helped get bodies' home Vietnam soldiers home Yes. like like was able to like able to like reunite these soldiers that were buried over in with their families back in the Saints
1: that is a very specific and anachronistic
3: very charity makes sense though for that like kind of a Amer- they're an American pride band I know, know but how
1: old is how old are they anti-heroes yeah. 90s I mean they're probably but in they their were 50s. on the older
2: side yeah 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 but Maybe.
1: like Look, I'm not. I think that's a nice I mean, thing to do. You, no, but no, there are like a guy no, that you they know. Many the...
2: people who have very niche specific interests, and and well, like, then live their lights around it. Like, but, yeah, yeah
1: but, I, but I'm just saying. I know ma- many of them don't like. If we were 50, Vietnam would still not be terribly relevant. But they're a
3: band that they're a POW MIA shirt band. Yes. Okay. All right. Correct. All right. Correct. And their fans are as well. So, okay. yeah, they, right. he used some of his means
1: yeah. to get those. I, I mean, cool. it's, it's a nice thing but to very, do. Very cool. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. mad at him at uh, all. But,
3: uh, there's some records that I think people would be into. I strongly agree. I think anti heroes are lost to the sands of time in a weird way. Um, it both sounds like Sam Kinnison singing for a punk band. <laughs>
1: is that uh, appealing I I, uh, also we're talking to Wilson he doesn't, uh, does he know who's well now Wilson's Wilson back okay. yes,
2: no. alright what's the what's Sam Kenison alright <laughs> um, so Street Punk so just a yes or no geezers uh, is not Street out. Punk good now
1: <laughs> broadly no
2: okay um I've been thinking about the 80s hardcore that we've talked about um an old man friend of my uncle said that he liked ska back in the 80s. Is 80s ska worth checking out?
1: Fucking yes. Yes. Okay, tell
2: Fucking me about this. Fucking yes. Is that also a part of hardcore?
1: No. It's, but, skinhead, uh, it's skinhead music. But yes, look, all of this falls under the rubric of punk, Whatever. Um, Also, is Wilson on Perks? Is this what the kids? (laughs) I feel like Wilson. I'm trying to give an authentic presentation of Wilson. (laughs) Yeah,
2: like
3: don't change your your voice, no matter how uh, sad or excited you are. Yeah, Uh, and be a true Gen Zer. I'm gonna I'm gonna go full full on
2: with it uh, on the next question. uh, But is 80s ska worth checking out? And where do you start? And
1: where do you put them? Okay, hold on. I want to make sure I got my 80s. I mean, the specials
3: are 80s, right? Start in the seventies? Start in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. No, they're our, f- our House is an eighties song. Okay. That's specials? No, yeah, Madness. No, 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 Madness. Madness, sorry. Poser, Tom. It's okay. No, it's fine. It's great song. love we'll Ska. We'll let you live. Um Operation Ivy. Ska Punk 80s. Scott Punk and 80s. great. Yes. Amazing. And actually, did you guys see the Aunt Ivy video. Yes. Yes, I did. I have cool. I have things. I have say That's have stuff to say. Say while
2: well, he's, well, he's getting his answer for Wilson, let's talk Op Ivy. So for people who don't know, Op
3: Ivy did a low-key, one-song kind of... Which apparently they've done before, and people are like, why is everyone freaking out? I think because... They've done this several times. Because the
2: Op Ivy, like... There might be a full reunion is in the water right. right so now. yeah, so everybody's kind
3: of waiting for that to, to actually happen. So there was some sort of ska event happening in well, Southern did California. You, well, you know what it was? So it was somebody's birthday party. Because mm-hmm. I was like, why does this look like it's in the back in someone's backyard? Mm-hmm. So it was someone's birthday party. Yeah, the Interrupters and Lint from from mm-hmm. Rancid slash Operation Ivy are playing as the backing band for the specials.
1: Right, right, that's right.
3: Eric Andre. Brings Jesse Michaels to the show.
1: So much going
3: on here. They decide to do sound system. Mm -hmm. So now the interrupters, who are like the like a machine of a band, Mm -hmm. as for Scott, like they're like the best backing band you can have. Of course, Tim, who's dressed in a suit, baggy suit, fucking you know, and Tim's the fucking I think he's like cool shit. Are playing. They bring out. Um, they bring out Jesse Michaels, who to me, mm-hmm. it looks like we're, ha- you know, we're, it's the last night of the company retreat.
1: That's exactly what the video looks and like. And the CEO
3: 100%. is like, nah, I'm cool. I used it's to be a It's a casual day, guys. Yeah, like he comes out and he's like, I'm going to sing you a song. That,
1: that's what I liked about the video, to be honest. At insane, first, like half, insane. he was just
3: like, I'm white knuckling this microphone, and like I don't want them to see me too fucked up because I'm a CEO. Yeah, yeah. Then towards the end, he starts jumping around and stuff, and it gets good. Yeah. They sound awesome. Yeah. But it was a little awkward, if I may be so bold.
1: Okay. Oh, uh, I
3: know. Yeah, I think didn't it didn't look like they're like, oh, look, the CEO took off the suit and he put on his fucking. No, you nailed it. But, like, but 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 it's up to your mileage may vary on if that's lit or not. I mean, I thought it sounded awesome, and I'm like, yeah. yo. I will go to Chicago for Riot Fest tomorrow if they announce this to hear that fucking whole record, that whole discography. That record
1: is so good; it's perfect. It's so good; it's perfect. Catch me
3: crying during fucking sad whatever, like you know, like
1: bombshell. Mm. So okay, I'm I'm looking at a list of '80s ska bands. Uh, There's a there's a trillion of them. I'm just going to list a couple. What about
3: Dancehall Crashers? Are they considered '80s?
1: Uh, Great, yes No doubt Uh, And so is uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Who were around throughout the entire 80s But then really didn't break until 90s 90s, I mean, in any way But, uh, okay So, Wilson Mm. What's interesting about Ska Is that this third wave Ska Almost has all of it that is good Mm. Has some other influence To make it, to spice it up And make it interesting Because if you wanted... Ska, ska you could go a generation earlier and find a better version of that.
2: A more pure version. It, yeah, I
1: would yeah. say better. So, but, the, but
3: uh yeah, I think so too.
1: But then uh you could go a lot of different places here. I you mean,
3: could, you want to talk with Scott. Give your peaks, give Do your you peaks. want to explain what Scott is to to Wilson? Yeah. Oh yeah, what is Scott? I mean, Isn't it's a it? Jamaican offshoot of reggae.
1: It's it's yeah. an offshoot of reggae and it is uh very specifically played. Uh when you deviate from it, some fans get mad. Same thing with reggae. So here's an interesting thing, Wilson. Mm. Some styles of music are are purely template based. You could make the argument for stuff like rock having verse, chorus, uh, verse, chorus, bridge, outro or chorus or or, yeah. or verse. Yeah. Uh, however, with reggae, there's an actual way that you're supposed to play it. Right, and these th- these rhythms are things that are uh, you can. There's almost no stealing in it, right? Because it, it, it's uh, in blues, it's a similar phenomenon, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, when you vary that up uh, with other elements, you end up with something that's a third wave is what. Uh, so what they call it. So let's hear it. So boss tones can't go wrong. Uh, Mephiscopheles, not a bad choice. Operation Ivy cannot go wrong. Yep. Uh, Fishbone adds mm. a lot of different elements.
2: A lot of funk, funk in there. A,
1: Yeah, a yeah. lot of different elements. But they have two fantastic fucking records mm. that I think a 20-year-old, more than Dog Eat Dog, which a 20-year-old may not understand at all, I think Fishbone is timeless. So so I think that that's worth considering. Nope. So okay. you're
3: saying The Reality of My Surroundings the, the record The Reality of My Surroundings
1: before. and what is the fucking one that's just the... The Hey, Mon, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Is it just Fishbone? I don't mean, It's self-titled. It might I don't remember. Be self-titled.
1: It's fucking awesome. Uh, let's see. And then you could go. Uh, uh, so, okay, Suicide Machines. I'm not as familiar with as some of uh, some of their contemporaries.
2: I'm not big on Suicide Machines, and I think of them as being more '90s. They might have started in the '80s. That's though. the thing. Yeah. A
1: lot of these bands did not break until yeah. the proper yeah. like explosion. Yep.
2: You know what I mean? Yep, yep.
1: Um, but uh, more
2: the- more on the punk side of punk ska.
1: Yeah, I, I, to be honest... I, Suicide
2: Machines was described, re- described recently in uh, Ska chat I had as Ska without horns.
1: Yeah, okay, so that's what a lot of people say. is and very, so v- very yeah. minimal horns, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so uh, no doubt, but I don't think anybody's listening to the material from this era. Uh, very
2: few, and you get a little bit of funk infusion there, too. Truth and Soul is the other
1: fish I'm Truth and Soul. Truth and Soul is my okay. preference. Listen to that one, Wilson. Uh, <laughs> the uh, okay. Yeah, so many good songs. Uh, Big D and the Kids Tables listed as 80s. No, no they formed in no, 95. Thank you. Get no, this no. the fuck out of here. This again. list sucks.
3: Yeah, this list sucks. Dancehall Crashers were great. Uh, Yep, okay. I don't love Ska, but I love Dancehall Crashers.
1: And you like Inspector 7. 92, I do like this, expect- is that's yeah, that's this is a that's fraud. Later. Yeah, that's later. This is a fraud. Yeah. So the, what's the Moon Scott era? It's got to start in the eighties,
3: right? It's er- seventy it's eight, isn't it? Isn't no Moon Scott, like the Moon New York S- stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon Early nineties, probably.
1: Early nineties. Okay. Early
3: nineties, late, 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 late. They had their own record 80s. store. Yep. Yeah. They had a Moon Scott record store, and they had uh, like a clothing shop. What was the other? Uh, Two Tone. Double X. No, not XL. Uh,
2: Shout out Two Tone in Jersey.
3: Hey, my. Okay, boy. so
2: you say I should check out Ska from yes. the eighties. All right. Yeah, you really should. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, questions, questions, questions. I think... Wilson, you're getting too excited. I know. Sorry, hold on. Uh, um, so what... Toasters. Oh, the toasters. There you go. That's a good one. I always wanted like toasters more than I did. That's they how kinda, everybody feels, but they're yeah, reliably. Yeah, they had a they had a more glowing sound. Like they were their guitars were really kind of like bright and cheery. I don't we have to do after
1: this. What's that? You
3: know what we have to do after this? Tell us when we're done. We're gonna go get lunch. Okay. Mm. We're gonna put on the reality. Of my surroundings, windows down, Blasting. drive towards the beach. for love it. Okay, five you minutes a so week. I can listen to every day. Sunshine. We got beach going we'll on. We get
2: some good energy. Um. Uh, what recent hardcore band should I check out if I like metal?
1: Oh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're in know, for a, Yeah, yeah, your options are endless. Um, okay, if you're into more, um, w- what would you say? Like kind
3: rappy of- stuff? I think you go incendiary. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole! Uh, I would say incendiary. Knocked loose.
1: Well, I was gonna say okay, mm. but knocked loose puts you in a position, right? I was think knocked loose was my first answer. Sure, but then I was going to say there's. There's an interesting thing with Knock Loose because, yes, there's plenty of metal inside Knock Loose, but I think that you had I, I, I don't think it's Lamb of God metal. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I no. think it, it's a different thing. But
3: if you're looking for hardcore metal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. I, I'm just trying to think, like, what, are, what do you think, we could ask him, but what do you think Knock Loose's metal influences are?
3: Stuff that we'd be like, really? Like That's what mu- I'm saying. Like a Muir.
1: Oh really? I was gonna say like I bet maybe they, Metallica, bet maybe they, Lamb of God, but I think they probably listen to more at this point, like Meshuggah, more, more per, yes, more Meshuggah, more more periphery or these acts yeah. that I don't give a fuck about. But like I think that that's probably more of an influence than
3: like y- you Metallica, know. yeah, Metallica, oh, Lamb of no, God, or uh,
1: big big room, uh, uh, kill switch engage, kill switch engage, thank you. Um, so <laughs> big,
3: big, room. big big room, big room metal, big room, big room metal.
1: Uh, so. Uh, those are good options. Uh, certainly, almost any young brother at, uh, attached act is going to have some uh, like.
3: You like God's hate if you like heavy stuff.
1: Yeah, but this. Is, uh, hold on, let's think metal. Let's think metal. That's metal. I know, yes. but like that's more like soccer chant metal. I'm talking about like give me, give me, pro- soccer chant metal. <laughs> give me proper. Give. Me <laughs> I, I hope pro- Nate heard that and fucking it's a, soccer. It's King. a compliment. I like their records. Give, give me uh Like a metalcore band? Yeah, give me like a proper... Uh, Dying Wish. Perfect example. That's proper, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And what is Wow, that was right right out of that. Wilson. Way to stay current, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is... uh, uh, Okay, Age of Apocalypse band we talk about all the time. Metal. Those are not necessarily of the moment contemporary metal influences, but I think that you also hear those. You you know what I
2: mean? See you, Space Cowboy.
1: Uh, okay, uh, are we looking for CU Space Cowboys influences? Is that what you're asking, Wilson? I mean,
2: I'm thinking if you're someone getting into hardcore, oh, you like metal. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, Wrist
3: Meets Razor, too. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, Wrist Meets Razor for sure. Uh, CU Space Cowboys, Wilson, very interesting band. Mm-hmm. Because I, agree. I think that they uh, their aesthetic is going for like a, sat, like a simulacra of a sassy 90s thing, right? But really, I think their influence is... The, the mid-2000s set yes. And uh, also like the, the post-converge Influence on everything uh, So Wilson In CU Space Cowboy You actually see The uh, convergence Of every Every guitar Kind of uh, chaotic uh, uh, Guitar part uh, Music of the last 15-20 Yeah, I mean, kind of an interesting band in that way. Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: Why do some bands have more than one singer? Are there any good ones? Path of Resistance, yes. Um, Who else we got? Oh, simultaneously, I mean. I don't know what that is. (laughs)
1: Okay. Uh,
2: Why Why do bands have more than one singer?
1: At one time, it was popular in punk music, right? And it was, I couldn't tell you if that... More or less started with the crass scene, uh, but uh, it seemed to at least bloom out of that. That a lot of times, maybe in the interest of uh, uh, sort of uh, what's the other E? You've got anarchy, and then on the other end, equality. equality, Mm -hmm. Uh, the the, other (laughs) you've got so the equality, uh, you would often have uh, peace punk bands with Mm. both male and female female singers. That was popular for a long time. Then, when you started getting into stuff uh, like oi or street punk, you often had shared vocal responsibilities uh, to sure. a very large degree. Uh, and sometimes
3: then, hardcore bands start in high school, and they have two friends that want to sing that don't know how to play instruments.
1: You know what, Wilson? Take strip everything I just said True. out of this conversation. That's the answer. Get I mean, that's through. a lot of it, right? Yeah, it's kind of like answer. that's the answer. That's and right. very few bands lesson. that that's go
3: on past demos. Have two singers, yeah. So Tom, are there any good ones? Any good um, two singers? There's a band called No Redeeming Social Value. A lot of fun. They sing songs about mostly drinking. Um, they have two singers. Pretty fun. People Hardcore enjoy band. the Scarhead record. Scarhead, um, th- particularly to me, the height of Scarhead was the Isaac Puerto Rican Mike generation. Mm. Okay, at least live. Mm-hmm. Um. Squire's good. Um, I'm trying to think of people because I can think of bands with, like, you know, a singer and a guitar player that sings. Yes. I'm trying to think of, like, two people up front with microphones.
1: Yeah, there was the band from the Carolinas that had two records Code Seven. Code Seven, thank Who, you. But, yeah, but Dave they wasn't in it for a while. Yeah, they lost right. the singer. Um, There's Set Your Goals at Two Singers. Yep. That's accurate.
3: Uh, Three when Haley jumps in there. Uh, that's right. right. Let's go.
2: Uh, Blind Society from New Jersey, a skinhead singer and a punk singer. Wow! Wow, bring you and I T Y. You and yeah, this one's for the
3: punks and the skins. Wow! I'm gonna say that at my next show. You should. I mean, <laughs> should Self Defense it. has had two singers, but you've never por- have you performed together? Yes, we have. Oh, that's kind of cool.
2: I yeah. like
1: that. Uh, duet style, but the. the uh I actually love two singers it's not very popular it doesn't look good on a stage very often and uh, many people in the last <laughs> 20 years find it very tacky um, uh, you have
2: to have some it has to you have to be really talented to make it work I and mean, the songs have to work
3: yeah or you or just have a guitar player resistance?
2: just two singers or more than four three yeah, there's a lot so bar fight more than many singers um, okay, so we'll uh, you know
3: what you know. What's uh minority
1: unit band with? Oh singers? yeah, minority yep, unit. Excellent,
2: good, good one. Yeah. A lot of fun. Uh,
1: the first iteration of nausea. Is yes. that right?
3: Yep. Neil yeah. and Amy. Yep. Um, and nausea has a very good Instagram presence. If you want to follow them, which is awesome that that exists. Yeah, it <laughs> <That> is amazing because <laughs> now it's like you. It's like oh, here's like punked out Amy, and yep. now she's like a psychologist. She's yep. a PhD. Yeah, like brilliant. It's fucking awesome.
1: Uh, So uh, yeah, the two singer thing Wilson, I hope it makes a comeback I think it's incredibly fun uh, But it takes two real performers And you don't often find that
3: Right, and and you have to keep that energy Yes It has to match Yeah, Because you can't be, you know Well, I mean, a veil Okay If you want to count Bobo
2: Oh, uh, you know, and that brings an interesting question As Bob here Do we count bands who have like primary, primary singer, but then a significant amount of backing
3: vocals.
1: Well, that's it, the thing. So it's it like Blood for Blood. Right. Blood yeah. for Blood, I would count.
3: As two singers. I would. Yeah, I think so, too. Right. Because, but it looks less Cold awkward because it's a guitar player. Yes. Cold World, not quite. But no, I, mean, some not of them, quite. I mean, some of those songs are mostly Alex.
2: Yeah. And then there's songs that Nick sings. No, it's, but it's because the it's live, not yeah. primary, it's not quite. And because the, when they perform... It's not a must that they those components have to be included. Well, speaking of what about Tidal fight? Two singers,
3: but instruments, so it instruments, makes it less weird. So it's less front. Hot yeah. water music does that. It's yeah. that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay, that's good. Pat is now doing steps in front of me. He, he if you, you watch to, Seinfeld, doesn't go crazy when the gentleman watch. is training Jerry, like the old man training Jerry. I'm the yes. old man. That's what Bob, that's what Pat looks like right now. <laughs> um,
2: are there any? Oi bands I need to check out To better understand hardcore
1: Oh that's kind of a That's, that's a different a good question. question Than I expected
3: Yeah that's too informed For this
1: <laughs> For Wilson for Sometimes
2: Wilson. Wilson has Some, some, some deeper things he, Honestly
3: he, He's a thinker The business Okay Coxbar
1: Coxbar But here But Tom You're just naming The best Oh. But I mean, the business had business
3: <laughs> played here more with Madball and Warzone, yes. than they ever played with Oi bands here. Okay, that's and vice versa in, in Europe.
1: Okay, let me say this: to understand hardcore n- broadly, no, no. To understand hardcore in the twenty twenties, maybe because Oi is like I mean, becoming a thing. I mean, think about how many bands that that kind of it influenced Shater Okay, yep. Influence Murphy's uh, Law. You know
3: I take it back. Influence. Think of it all. Right. Influence AF. I take it back.
2: Influence Judge.
3: I t- yeah, I mean fucking blitz.
1: I take it back. You, 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 right? You're- Is that a blitz cover?
2: Uh, 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 Warriors. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Right, poser. I'm one of my. No, poser? no, you're totally right.
1: Uh, no, I take it back. You're right because the influence on New York. I always think of New York as being entirely too fast. But, but they that, all like,
3: vocally like oh and oh. they
1: literally all ended up there. They yes. at least all had That's how they
3: all yeah. had an oi yeah, period. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not wrong. Or a street punk period, very Yeah. kids and cousins.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay, so I agree with Tom, the business certainly, and Coxbar just because that's like you're yeah. not getting out of that.
2: Yeah. Maybe check out some of those No Future EP collections. Mm. Um okay. Ooh. Who is the best band who's completely unoriginal?
1: Oh, fuck. Uh, I found this is no disrespect. This is going to
3: get That's a tough, tough a, This is a
2: mad, disrespectful question. <laughs> I found, Wilson's a mad, disrespectful kid from Westchester.
1: I found nothing original about Down to Nothing, and I thought that they were exceptional at being that. But you know
3: what, though? All right, so you say that. Uh huh. Great fun band man like one of the most fun I think ba-
1: I think in their moment one of the best live acts in hardcore name their Unnuyably. influences
3: because I feel like turnstile was more influenced by them than they were influenced by anything before them
1: oh I think turnstile oh, was do so down thinks to of, nothing takes a lot from that DNA um think about it
3: Bob can, can bring it back yes don't you feel like that? I mean, that's GTN's the other thing. influences. It was one of those things diverse, that yeah. weren't you doing. Think? They weren't reinventing well, I the guess wheel. Not, yeah.
1: Okay. They're not stealing anything directly.
3: Okay. Right. Okay. Same like TUI. Okay. Same so, like no warning. It's like this feels familiar, but I cannot pick out. There are part. There are bands that go like, "Oh, dude, this is like this is like uh, the remake of Psycho. It's I like it. a shot for it. shot. It. I get it. So we're but looking- then there's no warning. It's like. Oh, this is very based on We're breakdown, f- chrome eggs, but it doesn't sound like anything.
1: We're looking for something like saves the day is to lifetime, correct? Okay. Or, or like you know, I mean that
2: discharge might discharge my- great, but man, have you heard disclose? <laughs> okay, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. All the disbands that came yeah, after, yeah, right. like disphere. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, I have a Bob has an answer.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear from Bob.
2: If you look at their influences. it almost feels unfair to say it's completely unoriginal and I think it maybe it isn't completely unoriginal. But Tragedy wears their influences like a badge of honor and they maybe just did Amoebix better than Amoebix. And they maybe just took Discharge and did it really well. Like, they just did that sound to the best of the ability. I guess maybe that's not completely unoriginal, but you know what I mean? Like, But can you pick out parts? That's
3: the thing. Like, I feel like... Like,
2: there's no no straight lifting or, like, even, like, they took... So I guess maybe that's not fair because Tragedy took, like, neurosis and amoebics and threw in some discharge and threw in a blender until they came up with their own thing. So maybe not that.
1: That sounds exactly right and what I think is interesting about that and we could talk about it in a larger way is that... And this is an idea for an episode. Bands that take an outsider's idea of a thing and do it perfectly yeah tragedy is perfect at that like whatever we, if we want to call that crust and whatever delineate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so but as an outsider when i hear like so i'm not a crustman when no, no. i when i hear tragedy i go perfect this crust. is the
2: best perfect version of it yes. but in reality if you're looking for crust like that don't sound like nausea yeah exactly you know what i mean that don't sound like a lot of before it but but to me that's the idealized version exactly and there's something there too with the outsider's version of it versus the idea of perfection versus what is that world actually thinking of? And,
1: everybody and tra- everybody tra- loved tragedy that's the thing and and tragedy is a great example of meeting a, a four-quadrant band you know what i mean like met the the in-group idea of it right they yep. loved it then you had the adjacents. So like people that loved hardcore but didn't know anything about Crust loved it. Loved you it. You know what I mean? And, and that, brought
2: then, like, to them to it, right?
1: So you, I, I think, well, whatever. We could talk about tragedy yeah, a lot. A but the... Okay, uh,
2: the completely unoriginal. So like somebody who took someone else's idea, someone who copied someone's homework just maybe did it as well or better. Hmm. Tom, tell me if this is unfair. Did Raw Deal take the breakdown demos and just... Do it a little better.
3: You know what? It, I'm,
1: it, it's I, not. It's not. I'm same. hesitant to say because it
2: it's so
3: close, and it's
2: it's same dude. So so that's why this isn't yeah. a diss.
1: That's why it's not a fucking diss. right. It's also not a diss if you could do it better. And and by
2: the way, I fuck I, I probably no. I don't. I won't say. But Breakdown and Rod Deals Killing Time are net right net, there. Net, yeah. Yes, one A, one B. I you, mean, you you pick which one. I can name a few, the
3: but there's no over. Like, I feel like the bands that are like shot for shot remakes, they're cool. They don't like stand the test of time. Well, so saves the
2: day to lifetime is a good question. There are people who will tell you they like saves the day more than lifetime. I mean,
3: I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, clearly, thousands. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I think like there's like, like and it's said, not no a total sh-
2: straight shot for shot, right? You I mean, those to first lifetime. two records
3: are pretty embarrassingly Well, they, like, well,
2: close. they it's lifted, but like what?
3: Well, like saves the, like, the incendiary. day, incendiary.
2: Okay, right.
3: It's lifted, yeah. But it's their own thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think for saves the day, they lifted it. They never hit the speed that Lifetime did. Obviously, vocals are different in between the two. But yeah, no. So like, that's what I think when we say. Well, here is a band yes. that
3: wears like their influences on their sleeves mm-hmm. and just did a mashup to me. Mm-hmm. One of the best bands of the two of this millennium. Mm. Foundation. Oh, That's a good one. I mean for all intents and purposes they're turmoil and indecision.
2: You know, but I think I I, I, agree. I also hear trial in there. I'm trial. talking about like vocally. A, uh, but I think a they won
1: a, one, like a to one, 1 to 1. A one, 1 to
2: 1, one, one. because you identify the same thing as me uh, that I did with Tragedy Foundation's Blender Band. Yes. They took those they put it in the blender. But you could still tell the and ingredients. And maybe like Maybe you like bananas and you like kiwis and you like pineapple, Sounds but when awesome. you put all three in a blender, maybe you like that smoothie more yeah. than the the sum of the parts. Oh, you know for I mean, sure, right?
3: obviously they're the biggest band of all the bands that were inf- their influence. Well, by. And,
2: and so that's another episode is blender bands, and we identify the pieces of the whole. Because, but I mean, I, mean, I, I think part. you
3: can still taste very definitive pieces of all three. I agree with that. Like, sure. but no warning. I don't think you he- like it's Manball Outburst Chrome all New York stuff, but you don't go. That's a fucking biohazard part. No. But it's all... Fu- it sounds very familiar, Yeah, but it sounds like nothing of those bands that they're influenced by.
2: Oh, uh, and, and, and another thing that would will distinguish is Bitter End, we say, is like this classical New York yeah. sound, but it's not completely an original. They really do something with it. I and,
1: also think that it has so many different New York sounds. Yes,
2: they 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 so many. are able to. They yes, correct. yeah, Madball Bio has. They do a lot of different Lee, stuff in leeway's, there. leeways in there. I, there. I, think, there's, I think there's a chromags are in there, but not the chromags you might think they'd pull to. Um, I also think so. Uh, a band who we don't talk about too often, but I think actually probably deserves a little... Cra- like The band No Tolerance pulls directly from confront and Brotherhood. And I, somewhat unapologetically, though, I, I hear a little bit more New York Hardcore on their LP, maybe some agnostic Front influence in there. Mm. So I think that's not there. I'm thinking, okay, you know where we could look is to more of the youth crew stuff. Some of that stuff is pretty unapologetic so, about it.
1: I mean, we should just text you and I should text Paul and because he's been in bands that are like yes I'm trying to this, do right. this youth crew demo. Yes, yes, yes. You know yes, yes. I mean, yep. yep, yep. I just What's the uh it's uh no it's not
3: sinking ships. No. The other band
1: there's uh, Sinking one, Shook Ones. Shook Ones. Okay, yeah.
3: Shook Ones. Kid Dynamite. Yes, that's
1: correct. that's correct. That's correct. Well, t- and well I, done. And I prefer Shook Ones, so they very not well yeah.
2: And they, as they go along their career, they start pulling in some more influences, and you can hear it a little bit more, but sh- S- certainly their first record, 16. Um, By the way... It's very good. Lost,
1: lost at the moment, but yeah. so many of our listeners... Who are not familiar with Shook Ones.
2: Would love them. Would love them. Love them. A superior live act. And if you could, um, I had heard them and was like, this is good. This is really catchy. And I had some friends in Southern California who liked them. And then I saw them play Sync with Califest 2005. And they arguably had the best reaction of the day. But they inarguably had the most infectious, the entire room was just glowing and buzzing. Like there was a couple other reactions were just as big and an active participant, but the entire room felt like they were, you know, it was walking on sunshine. After yeah. that, It was just high energy, that kind of thing where you go, oh, yeah, this is a band I want to watch again, you know. Um, Highly recommend that first LP, 16 And I mean I love the record they did on Rev And I love the record after that But, but that first LP is like cool and uh, impressive in a funny funny way Alright um,
1: You know how different your brain has to work to place vocals The way that he does Like mm-hmm. I, it, none of them are intuitive assumptions to me Like it's not how I would sing, ever Right, which and is cool. Yeah. I think it's so neat. <laughs> it's just shout out Scott. He put some respect yeah, on his shout, name.
2: Yeah, he might be a respect on the name episode because that's an. Um, all right, guys. Cool. Okay, Thanks. That was a good answer. <laughs> uh, is there a musical appeal to Beatdown or is it just the vibe slash the lyrics?
1: Yeah, it's the second one.
2: You think it's just the vibe and the lyrics? Yeah, the music's ass. Okay. Tom.
1: <laughs> um.
3: Yeah, I don't think you're gonna hear anything. Like, it's more the vibe or like the live, like chaos in a set of that kind of music. I, I personally don't like. It's not something you put on at home by yourself.
1: No, but I, I should be a little bit more fair. the The trick of a uh, good beatdown is the trick of, as we were discussing, like something like reggae or ska. Mm. It's you are in the most.
2: You're in the format.
1: You're so in the format. You're confined, and it's what can you do in that format. And the the magic of Good Beatdown, actually, now you got me really fucking thinking. (laughs) The magic of Good Beatdown. uh, Jesus
2: Christ. The magic of Good Beatdown. It's Patrick's new cereal.
1: The magic magic of Good good Beatdown is, firstly, we got to talk about your ability to acronym things on the the fly. It's very impressive. Thank you. I watched those Charlie Sheen interviews the other day. He does it in... Milliseconds Me and
2: Mr. Sheen A lot of like <laughs>
1: Like I'm so Tigers blood,
2: Tiger blood Brothers
1: man. You got tiger blood so I'm not saying I don't It's just impressive I can't, My brain I doesn't work it. like that We're good um, Okay so The magic of good beatdown uh, Is f- And I know this from a guy Who was a hired gun For one of the big Sort of idiot Bands like that mm-hmm. He was He was Writing a new record with them And he <laughs> said It's harder than you think man and I said, "Really, it's fucking stupid." And he goes, "Do you know how difficult it is in the post-hate breed? Everything mm-hmm. has been done, era. yeah. To to do a good mosh part, yeah. that your audience has not heard because it
2: doesn't. It isn't just straight up plagiarized.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. And like that's if you can do that as a beatdown band, there is something. There's a problem solving musicianship to it. That sure, I think that's is fair. it's kind, kind of interesting. Yeah." I mean, it's, it's largely yeah. still ass but you know but it's when, when it's done well it's cool of course yeah of course
2: do you guys and this is now Bob speaking do you guys have a for the average hardcore listener a like yo look I'm not I'm not gonna say that beatdowns gonna be for you but if you haven't checked out one of these heavier records what is one that you would say maybe
3: check this out I mean, they, you got to go bulldoze right
1: you can and do that but I, I think mean for that's very the original but, but for a kid you, you, uh, like, yeah, oh,
2: somebody oh. who's a twenty twenty two years, You know what I mean? I
1: bet stuff like laid to rest makes total sense to a, to like a
2: for sure. You, you know oh, I mean? yeah, I'm sure World of Pain. Oh, World of Pain, sure. Yeah, like there, yeah. Uh,
1: these are the acts that are kind of like we could never accuse them of necessarily elevating. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that's their goal. But the, but they're the, those are both acts that are like trying to refine. Who's the,
2: the European band? The European beatdown band? Nasty, nasty.
1: Oh, I actually. I wish that I liked Nasty because I think Nasty is very fun. Yes. But it is nouveau- beatdown beat down, yes and i i have a hard time with as it.
2: opposed to trad beatdown
1: yeah i'm a trad beatdown guy of so course. like world of, world of pain and laid to rest make a lot more sense to my yeah, ear it's
2: just that it's that classical trad beatdown beat yeah style. like
1: yeah. um yeah i'm trad
2: he's a beatdown karen over here like he wants, <laughs> i'm telling other people he wants to, to beat speak down. to your nouveau beatdown manager so um all right have
1: you has, have you guys listened to nasty like the drum nope. sound is so <laughs> fucking like it's way too bright, way too, like...
3: Is it, like, triggers
1: and stuff? Yeah, but, like, it almost sounds past that. It sounds... Like, to me, it's just, like... The, the whole recording is too mechanical-sounding. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts.
3: We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and, in turn, make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most
0: people don't like ads...
3: Can, oh, yeah, can
2: you explain Twenty Five to Life to me?
1: Sure. Band of their generation. Hold on.
2: Tom is pausing a little bit more, and I feel like he should be able to answer this question <laughs> much better.
1: But go ahead and start us off, Patrick. Um, okay, a band that uh, started as a thing or made themselves a thing, and kind of uh, ended as a joke. There was a time. Yes, this that, is what I. That, thank you for put. Thank you for the honesty, Tom. There was a time that twenty
3: five to life, what like, was the biggest non victory hardcore band. How's that?
1: Thank you, thank you. For is that stream.
3: a fair? I'm not denying your. It's your legitimate view of reality.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
3: Because I mean, there was a time, <laughs> like huge. I mean, not that we necessarily. I mean. I like some of it. I'm not gonna lie. I was sure. around for it and I was a kid. I was like, yo,
1: hon- Tom, honestly, I forget who played it. It must have been Eric played it for me the other day. Uh there are parts that actually work, man. Like we like you did uh you, you did Rick's voice before, and that's in my mind how I remember Rick's voice. hundred percent. And but it's it, not really like that. It got to that. It though. got to that. That's the, right. The early yeah. stuff well it was like it, fake Roger. He was trying to be Roger. Yeah, and, right. actually, and then he became
3: parody Roger. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and actually like pretty hard
3: like some like keeping it real the record is a pretty hard record That's what i'm saying yeah.
1: i was like revisiting it recently i was like yo yeah. <laughs>
3: There's
1: something going on here now here's the problem with uh, 25 to life um the uh frequent member changes uh singer uh now is understood to be like uh, having his struggles and uh, uh, an erratic person but at, even back then uh there was a certain uh instability to every lineup is that fair Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so um, they I w- would say that anybody who wants to tell me they weren't a thing are lying. Th- they might just have missed the moment in the same way that somebody could tell me Outbreak wasn't a thing.
3: Right, just not being a part of the scene. <laughs> that, no, that right, be, right, you know right. I mean. But if you were around during that time, you you begrudgingly have to admit yes. that they were a thing.
1: Yes. So uh, now musically, what is it? Well, that's kind of actually. Confusing because it's New York. Wait, isn't it '90s New York hardcore? It is, but like unlike anything else, and it also like as it as it degrades. Yeah, well, actually, ton of leeway in that. Ton of leeway. I don't hear that. I hear some weird like like Slayer almost. Okay, uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, But but like the I hear a lot of metal. Sure,
3: I mean it misses the melodicism of of leeway. Okay. I'll give. there's a lot of. Blah, 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 but that's blah, 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 I'm looking blah, blah, blah. for like
1: the most leady of New York stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, I, sure. It, it has some of that, and the, uh, but as it degrades as a band, becomes, just pure kind of, shit 90s crunch. Is that fair? Mm. Yeah. And and but there, I would say that they have an era, that is, actually very capable representative. 90s, hardcore tough guy New York. Hardcore. Yes, yeah. That's your, that's your answer, Wilson. Okay.
3: i mean current People like them, so we don't. Uh, we're not bring, We're not. You know, finding this artifact. There's oh, a whole uh, generation of people that like misspell for, things for, yeah. and like talk about like one scene unity. Is there 25 to life? Yes, the sans apps no, a fucking. The, lo- the sans has been. We, we're three, ensconced years. in the sans. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what? Life is beautiful, man. I'm just glad to be here.
2: Yeah, life's beautiful pageant.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's um, the magic, man.
3: Yeah, it really is. All right, we're gonna put "Keeping It Real" on the playlist for the car ride.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If I'm the. I might have to veto that one. Everything else, I'm all in for. Um, Keeping it real. All right. Um, do you guys have any questions uh, that you'd like, Wilson? Oh, okay, I've got another Wilson. And now, now I'm gonna have to fly off the cuff. Okay. Uh, is hardcore only a, a an American thing, or is it everywhere? Worldwide hardcore, uh,
1: <laughs> it's worldwide. It, it certainly worldwide feels very American to Americans. That's for fucking sure. There's
3: it's bigger elsewhere.
1: hundred percent the, uh, bigger rooms in Europe than any hardcore band will play over here outside of like you know Knock Loose et cetera. Yeah. But the, bigger uh, in Japan
3: probably a lot. Uh, uh, mm-hmm.
1: Japan, uh, not the biggest rooms, but incredibly devoted. Right. Uh, listenership. Australia, uh, Australia has its own scene that has like, like th- their legs. own, yeah. like
3: truly- their bands got to an arena, like parkway drive, got to arena size. Yes. And they were hardcore like, you know,
1: started as a metalcore act. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, to answer the question, it's a, it's an unfortunate thing. I meet British people. I meet Europeans. Uh, I'm, I've met Japanese, uh, actually met Southeast Asians who all are U.S. hardcore aficionados, more knowledgeable than anybody here, just really, really love it. I don't meet any Americans that are as thoroughly absorbed with overseas hardcore. There was a moment where the Swedish shit... Right, was a
3: lot of the like the bot like the skit system kind of stuff, right? That like Bob a lost a
1: ton. Like it, it that was, was a huge thing, huge, huge. for a minute. That huge. was like
3: getting those ba- like your boy bringing them over. It was like a fucking deal.
2: And and Japanese, there was the Japanese. There was a Japanese thing, moment, which sure, is really, really big. But
1: that's very like that didn't last long. To me, no, I, I, no, I don't no, know that, that. Was that side wave. was a thing
2: for a yeah, couple. But no, though. well, so what's interesting is it kind of begat this idea, like we're now like, yeah, like yo in two thousand not. I would say most hardcore kids uh, who are listening to the things that most hardcore kids listen to don't didn't know what bastard wind of pain was. Nope. But you fast forward three years, more had, and you fast forward ten years, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, that's that Japanese hardcore right That's that like everybody's like, go to the best. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then there's this that the Japanese hardcore wave was brought in and, and uh, exposed a lot of people to it, and you know the cream rose to the surface. Some of it, I mean, some of it, really, if you haven't dug into it, some of it's really good. Um, language barrier for many and can be a deal breaker. With, with but the,
1: With the South American stuff, it seems to be a real... Well,
2: I was going to get to South the, America because I think there's a lot there that's still kind of... Um, you know it, it, It's the next Phase for it But like As people were getting into Japanese hardcore There were also people Like championing Like yo South America's got some Really really good stuff
1: I mean for, it, It's interesting South America's the spot I know the least about Because For years What was coming out of there Was Kind of like The Fast Fast core Yes They killed it At Fast core Which is not my thing I now i think that uh they probably do i mean i'm sure they've always done everything but i I've, I've only you
2: have been you've been exposed to some of the more yeah,
1: yeah. so uh yeah i mean I, I don't know i i uh i aside from those little moments like sweden and like yep. the ds13 yeah. sort yeah. Yeah, of yep. like oh, that yeah. like uh aside from stuff like that i don't know if Tomb, and that, those come in waves. I don't know of like...
2: So Justice and Rise and Fall.
1: Uh, oh, sure. That, that little sure. kind
2: of came in. Justice
1: was a thing. We Justice don't talk about thing. that, man. Uh,
2: and Justice... Well, so Justice was probably the one of the better, if not the best, of the locking Out bands of that era. And I, I thought about it when we were listening to Crucifix and when we were listening to Underdog for Mosh Madness. Um, Flip from, from Justice, his voice is a lot like Richie, but he doesn't... He's not... You can tell he's not a he's not as gifted. He could not go and do into another. We'll say that. Sure. So he's not as gifted, talented there, but he was going for that. But his voice also kind of echoed like a fellow from Crucifix, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I was like, I never put that together before. Um, I but have Justice to- had a moment where they came over and they were playing a style of hardcore that was summarily mocked when it was done by Europeans for the most part. Yep. You know, like there were some Main Strike fans here. You know, there's yep. some of that but like a straightforward New York influenced straight edge hardcore. But then justice was like, no, no, no. They're awesome. They're, they're really good at this. And by the way, they kill live and they, they came to the States and just destroyed.
1: I have two questions for you. Go first one. Do you ever think that anybody takes offense to when we say something that is manifestly true and means nothing to us? Can like we
2: say it kind of like casually? Of course, this was yeah.
1: You like you just said he's not as talented as Richie, which mm-hmm. is undeniable, right? But like we don't, you don't mean it as a diss. Nobody's as talented as no, Richie.
2: No, no, that's and I think it, because the because Flip has a large underdog tattoo on his lower <laughs> arm, <laughs> uh, I think
1: he off. will. I think okay. he will cop to that. But I, okay but I, it. but, uh, but uh, it makes me curious. Would either of you fellas, if somebody said? That we're like, you know, something that you take pride in, like something. But like, it's not. You don't think you're a genius at it. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. w- w- would you take offense? I don't know if I would. No, I
2: would not. Yeah, I no, don't no, that, no, no, you know? no, 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 right. no. And and especially, especially, especially if I had some inkling of respect towards that person, what they did. Yeah. So how
3: right. dare you say I'm not better? I'm not better than my idol or whatever the fuck, like. Yeah. Or my influence. Yeah. If me, if me, you and Tom go out and start shooting baskets.
2: Yeah. And we're like, damn, Tom, you got a stroke. You can really hit those shots. You got, you're, you're yeah. you got a really pretty jumper. I mean, Steph Curry has a really beautiful jumper. That's like perfect. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm better than Steph Curry. <laughs> hey, man, what, what about me? I'm
2: gonna know? shoot it from the locker room. Fuck all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And the next question, <laughs> and we don't got to delete it. You can just say another time if if it, hmm. Have we talked on air about that last Justice record? No, we should talk about it. Okay, is that the thing you want to do now?
2: I think it's worth it. Um, so they were going, they were trying to hit the sweet spot of a super touch sound post-hardcore, but also like trying to say, hey, we're, we're vaguely aware of stuff that came after that too in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not like Sam I Am or anything, but like trying to pull in some influences that were beyond just super touch. I know some people who love that record. Mm-hmm. I haven't given it honest try in a decade.
1: Sure, but this is the one with the borrowed vocal or with the borrowed lyrics. Is that correct?
2: I think so. That's right. That's right. I forgot about this. Part. So, yeah. p- what was it from? Do you remember?
1: I want to say it's "Down by Law."
2: Yeah, is that, that might correct? Be right.
1: I thought it was "Down by Law."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. um, so I'm listening. Yeah. So.
1: <clears throat> I don't want to tell tales out of school because this, I don't know any of these people. I think I've been in a room with the one fella once because he's like a Euro staple. Right. But like the, uh, I'm interested. And The
2: one you're talking about might not have been in the band by that point, by the way.
1: Okay. Um, I'm really interested in hardcore lore that I don't think there's anything bad about it. I don't think it should hurt anybody's feelings, but sometimes it does. So if any, if I'm stepping on anybody, you guys let me know.
2: No, I think you're safe.
1: Uh, a number of line for line
2: borrowed lyrics. Right. And and you know it's funny because we talked about this slightly um, on uh off-air about bands and artists with line for line and the line between homage and ripping.
1: This was by all accounts ripping. Right. And but here's what's interesting about it. Yeah, down by law is. Not a band, if I have got this even right I think it's mm-hmm. not my law But is not a band that people in your scene Are going to go looking towards But you must have known At some point Those chickens were going to come home to roost You know So I've I've heard people talk about Where the singer was at That might have led to that But nothing definitive, you know what I mean not, Nothing like Nothing that I would feel comfortable or uncomfortable saying here because it was it was all kind of like yeah it was just not it wasn't a good headspace for an album and stuff like that but like what is that not interesting to you fellas I think that's such an interesting thing to happen
2: uh, oh that's an interesting thought I, cause I don't know
1: because
2: yeah. yeah right like I'm just gonna this sounds good this uh, this line sounds good let me.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah,
2: swap some words. Make sure it's not plagiarizing, but I like the way this sounded. I think Does that... it matter that it was... that? Um, no, it doesn't really matter. I was going to say, because clearly English was not first language. Sure. But I don't think that matters. It's, it's by Most Belgians I know uh, speak better English than Certainly anyone than me, in this room. Yeah. Yes. Um, um,
1: I'm sure that some of our Belgian listeners are, will write us. They probably have more insider they inf- it,
2: So but- So my biggest thing was that they were shooting for a sound that's so... It's hard to nail, mm. which is doing the right before post-hardcore sound, where it's still hardcore, but it's right there.
1: Yo, there's people that pull it off, like uh, that. The, uh, the the I haven't heard the I've only heard one of the new Higher Power songs. I don't know if they have a new album out, mm. but the, the they had an earlier record that I thought was like getting there right Right where in the, that kind of yeah. like burned sort of you know With what a I mean? little
2: bit of churning to it, a little yeah. bit harder parts. Yeah, sure. Uh, so people. Do it, but you're right. It's a hard. It's hard to nail the sound. Very out. hard, especially if you're going more melodic or you're coming from where they were, which was like this, like really tried and true, like '80s New York hardcore grooving, like some little like Youth of Today and uh, Underdog and a Blender. And, yeah, you know, a uh, little AF in there too. Um,
1: Fuck, when we talked about Underdog, we did not talk about their influence on Europe because that's the only place that I really heard it that like really well that would be out in europe yeah locking out in europe like right like that would be the places that you hear it yeah yeah oh okay
2: so yeah that's something we should consider for future much matters recordings is their 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 children the the influence we see in it um yeah that's i i think i actually said this when we talked about the underdog lp that they were. They ended up in this weird place that was pre-post hardcore, but I don't think they that record influenced any of the post-hardcore stuff. That was kind of peer to it. Other than you could say into another, but like even that, yeah, I think That's, I w- just, I w- that's I vocally. Would, yeah. That's just vocally informing what Richie was doing. Um, no, that, you're right. Uh, Underdog was a big thing for the Lock and Out world, and and I guess in Europe, but I think that was more kind of part of the same way it was yeah it's the, the same, anime, same way same yeah thing, so um
1: yeah I which think- makes me wonder if makes me wonder if underdog was the influence or if underdog was an influence on one of those bands and then one of those bands was an influence
2: no you know what i think there was a <laughs> weird kinship um so to sort of give to the story of this justice starts Roughly in a similar time frame as Mental, and it was a kinship more than a oh they influenced us or, or vice right. versa, and it was like that like oh my god that dude's got this giant underdog tattoo and you know it's the way
1: do you put Mental at the top? Not balcony? the top. Do you put Mental as the head vampire?
2: Yeah, no question. It's okay. not even. It's yeah. not even. Okay. It's not even a question. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah, they were the, the they are the locking out thing. Um, all right, well, Wilson fell asleep. And for a <laughs> we killed Wilson. We killed Wilson, but I like all the strings we have pulled at are there any other random obvious questions that you think you that a 2022 hardcore kid would ask should they they be here and by the way i i think we're due for a third installment of this because uh when i inquired with a friend they had a bunch of suggestions some of which i included um but i
3: think uh was this friend cosplaying as a 20 something year old or was this person a 20 something year old
2: no they were cosplaying (laughs) because they got the concept i was like look basics got basic questions um and and it's good because, okay, here's one for both of you. Did the SST catalog, so everything SST put out, how important was that to you?
1: Fucking negligible.
2: Tom.
3: um, More than negligible, but not as big as like Rev or anything like that mm-hmm. for me.
2: So Patrick, on top of Bad Brains, obviously, or on top of Black Flag and, and Minutemen, they also put out Bad Brains Eye mm-hmm. against the Eye.
1: Yeah, so that so which is
2: the one I would cite as a record. I think that you. It's my to favorite. Yeah, for sure. Right. But you like Meat Puppets? I, well, that's
1: what, So here's the thing. They have probably five, six records that I like or love. Yeah. Right. But this is not. This had no cultural cachet like Rev. Did Mm -hmm. or victory did or, I mean, at least not to me in my era. Like, no, I don't think it did. And you know, if people told me that this meant the world to them, uh, uh, I would totally, you know. But I bet you
3: it meant the world to all those people that you just mentioned. Yes, like Jordan or fucking Tony or whatever. Like, it was before our time, so of course, like, it was catalog music by the time you got around. That's accurate. You know what I'm saying? They weren't putting out anything new. They were like, oh shit. But I mean, goddamn. I, Wilson, Descendants records Wilson. Yeah I mean a large part
2: Of the Descendants Yeah time. I mean everything up to I mean
1: One of the interesting Sonic all the Youth records right. Oh the, yeah. the Husker Du records Come on Correct uh, I mean
3: Dinosaur right. Jr. Put stuff out on SST? Yes, yes he did. Yes, did You live mm-hmm. in all over me I think it's yes. on SST
2: I think I think their first two yeah. No 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 They weren't Their first couple came out On oh, What's that on the label um, But they, they Went over to SST For a minute Um if i'm 20 in 2022 i might ask wilson (laughs) westchester would ask Mm. why do record labels matter and why do i hear people talk about them like that
3: Uh, people people are holding on to the less vestiges of their childhood
1: uh that's a really really good question i am i've actually heard
2: that posed not in this past year but several years ago by people being like so well, one, why do what record labels matter? And then, two, trying to wrap their head around like why would that check out? And it's and my my short answer was basically, like look, it's like it's like categorizing and grouping. It, it's it's a way for you to conveniently organize and group some stuff together. Think Just of it like numbers, Think
1: of it like playlisting before playlisting. That's the easiest way to do it. Also, Meat Puppets Two came out in '84. That is fucking uh, unreal yeah. to wrap your head around. That is... Yeah,
3: dude, we missed out on who's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, no, there's... The, uh, SST is it, yeah, classics on, on classics, man. Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: I, think, I think one of the failings of SST was they didn't really care. And, and I mean, to me, it's a great strength in a, a large way. But they didn't brand. Like, it's not... Are there SST? I'm going to start bootlegging fucking SST T-shirts. Yeah. But there's no SS. There's only a handful of SST records T-shirt designs. You don't see them the way you see everything else. Sure. It's such a banging logo. It's so cool. Like, damn. Um. And then then there's there's a hard stop essentially. Like SST kept releasing records, but there's a hard cutoff, maybe '89, where it's like, oh, you put out like one record by Greg Ginn Every three years, you know?
1: Yes. It, it, they're not interested in SST as a brand, quote unquote. And it's,
2: it's wild because there's probably a year there where you go, oh, what bands are on SST? Oh, um, the Bad Brains, Descendants, Dinosaur Jr., Minutemen, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. You're like, wait, what the fuck?
1: We should boot the Kill Bono SST. Uh, sure i
2: know that's a good one i really th- i was thinking just like simple uh, maybe literal pocket tees with the sst logo above the pocket yeah i mean that works for sure kind of but cool. but, yeah, but they, uh, they had some good tv they had um there, I th- there, there have to be people who boot like the um
1: the kilbano but then there's don't suck corporate cock that's SST right records. The, yeah
2: the f- fuck corporate rock or whatever it is like there's a bunch of like, uh yo, don't very... suck
1: corporate cock could be my
2: life motto. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's ready for a tatty.
1: Yeah, um, my, my girlfriend will appreciate that one. Um, definitely. All right, Wilson. Thank you for your for your time.
2: Yeah, uh, I think I think I've, I've I've got a lot of information. I got to chew on this
3: from you guys. I got to. I got to think
1: Wilson about Wilson comes to us, and then he feel I feel like he doesn't like.
3: Yeah, like he like he's like doing us a fucking. Thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like
2: it's like I, fine. You know, it's like
1: yo, bro. <laughs> Come on! I mean, open just,
2: up fucking Wikipedia. Fuck you, off! You guys gave me a lot to think about. No, I'm just
1: going I'm
3: about this. I'm, I'm not too sure about this hardcore. Thing. Yeah, like, I'm not going to think about this conversation again. See you guys. <laughs>
1: Yo, do you think that ever when I'm when I'm like, you don't understand the the way that that uh, down to nothing would look at you in the pit, and you you'd know that it was just time to have fun. Do you think like a fucking twenty year old is like? Yo, this guy is senile and a creep. That's yeah, stop talking. You know, like about, Grandpa,
2: let me get you. That's home. exactly. That is exactly the. Okay, Grandma, let's get you home. Yes. Meme. that's <laughs> yeah. literally the meme. It's literally the meme.
1: <laughs> what's the, What's what, What's the fella's name? Dave Wood. Is that right? Yeah. Dave Woods. talking Wood. about Dave Woods. Yeah, can we jawline? get it, bro? Like, holy
3: shit! Why don't you just fucking marry the guy? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you,
3: Wilson. Peace.
0: What's up, Axel Grand crew? This is Jesse in Bayonne, giving you a pit report for the four shows I went to in March. End at St. Vitus, uh, Dead Guy and Hot Water Music, two different shows at Crossroads in Garwood, New Jersey, and then the Glassjaw show at Union Transfer in Philly. March 4th, St. Vitus in Brooklyn was End, Portrayal of Guilt, Yashira and Wake. I missed Yashira and Wake, Portrayal of Guilt, really like what I've heard on record, Was not feeling the live show. I don't know if it was me or whatever. Just people were into it. I just wasn't. And leveled the place. This was the first night of the tour. They were very excited to be out on tour for the first time since COVID hit. They've only done a few dates here and there since. They kept talking about how they were excited to finally get out on the road for real. And has been talked about on the podcast a decent amount. Not sure if everybody knows. It's somewhat of a super group. Will Putney put this group together. Uh, Will Putney is on guitar. Brendan Murphy from Counterparts sings. Gregory Thomas from Shia Lude is on guitar. Jay Pepito from Rames Supreme on bass. And now Billy Reimer from Dillinger is their drummer. It's extremely chaotic, aggressive, in-your-face, metalcore, this was my favorite album of 2020: Splinters from an Ever-Changing Face. People were super amped, huge mosh pit, just total chaos from wall to wall. There was nowhere to hide inside that room in St. Vitus. It was a war zone in there in the best possible way. Next night, Saturday, March 5th, was Dead Guy, School Drugs, and Honey at Crossroads in Garwood, New Jersey. Got there too late for Honey. Saw School Drugs. They sounded good. They were super into it. Crowd reaction was a bit muted. As you can expect, they're a younger band. The crowd at a Dead Guy reunion show is obviously much older. People just didn't really know them that well. They were excited to be opening for Dead Guy. They had some really nice things to say about being put on this show. And, um, you know, short style. That's what they sounded like. That's what they are. So if you know that, that's School Drugs. Dead Guy... Obviously got a huge reaction. People were so excited to finally see this band. I, and I'm sure many people there, never got to see them back in the day. So there were tons of sing-alongs, tons of crowd participation, a lot of old guy mosh going on. Um, Everyone smiles across the board. Just a great show. They're clearly going to keep playing shows in the area. They talked about putting out some new material soon. Look forward, I guess, to more from Dead Guy coming up. Then I saw Glassjaw and Incendiary at the Philly show March 21st. It was at Union Transfer, great venue in Philly, you know, more of a traditional concert venue. Show was close to sold out. Uh, This was one of the shows where Glassjaw did both records in one night, Everything You Want to Know About Silence and Worship and Tribute in one night. It seems like the show that Tom described at Starland might have been an outlier because this show definitely moved much faster. I'm assuming maybe because it was a Monday night, but the intermission in between the two records uh, was only maybe about 10 to 15 minutes. They were done in under two hours total with both records in full. Band sounded great. Just like Tom said, Worship and Tribute got a bigger reaction than the silence material. Daryl's voice was on and he was into it. If you're a big Glastro fan, you know that Daryl can be very hit or miss depending on the night he was definitely locked in. As Tom said, he didn't really take any lyrics off, which is surprising because I've seen him just skip entire parts of songs of all their material, not just the older stuff, many times through the years. And his voice sounded really good. He nailed all of the big screams uh, throughout the night. It was impressive. Incendiary got a pretty good reaction considering it was a Monday night in Philly opening for Glassjaw. There were a decent amount of people moshing, decent amount of people up front that knew the material and were singing along. They sounded great, and the new song was really good, very heavy. I'm excited to hear the rest of the new stuff. Then I saw Hot Water Music strike anywhere and be well at Crossroads again on March 26th. Unfortunately, I got there too late again, and I missed Be Well, which is a shame because I really wanted to check them out. I like the stuff I've heard so far. Strike Anywhere isn't my thing, but they got a great reaction from the crowd. Tons of sing-alongs. They sounded really good, and they're definitely a good band to open for Hot Water Music. Then Hot Water Music came on. This is one of my favorite bands. I've seen them a million times. They sounded great. The crowd was super into them. But it was a weird crowd. Every time I see Hot Water Music, I feel like it's less and less people that go to shows regularly. And it's a lot more old beer dudes that are just, this is their big night out for the month. You know what I mean? A lot of guys push moshing up front with a beer in their hand. And I get it. This is a part of the culture of that band. But it's just, it's not for me. They were good, but they don't play much of the old material anymore so if you're a longtime fan of hot water music and you're looking for a lot of that stuff from the 90s and early 2000s you're not going to really get it anymore live the only big old song that they played is turnstile which is a go-to they always play turnstile still a good night sold out show the new chris that replaced the old chris as the permanent touring member i noticed he took on more of the vocal duties this time than the last time i saw hot water music in brooklyn like three years ago and yeah that's the uh pit report for the four shows i went to in march take care
4: Friends, Liam here from CinePunks.com. I've got another pit report for you. Uh, I apologize in advance if the sound quality of this one is uh, less than my prior ones. But that's because I'm on location in Philadelphia, PA. I'm on vacation uh, seeing some family, seeing some friends, doing doing the whole vacay thing. Uh, and while I'm here, I check out a show, 433-433. Uh, 4333 Collective uh, booked a show at the Yuki Club last night in Philadelphia. Bib, Tempter, Chemical Fix, Gel, Alien Birth. Uh, it was cool. It was a fun time. I'm going to give you the quick rundown right now. Uh, the official date of that, by the way, was March 28th. Today is March 29th. I'm recording the next day. Uh, sure, uh, Alien Birth. Never heard of that band. I don't know if they're new. They didn't look young, but they didn't look necessarily old either uh very much a early punk uh band sounding band like very early 80s punk with some hardcore influence uh pretty good kind of ripping i will say uh the songs were a little long both the songs and the set were a little long for my taste uh that doesn't you know that probably works for some people for me what i like about that style of punk uh is often the shorter songs and these were not shorter songs so apologies to you alien birth but that's not my vibe uh up next was jail i've never gotten to see jail i've been a fan for a while ordered some merch from them during the pandemic i like that band uh i one of the things i like about the band is i i think the songs though simple are very cool very stompy i like the vibe and what's great about seeing them live is i like them better live uh i don't know if that's a universal opinion but i really enjoy them live it was a lot of fun if i was younger and could do it i would probably have mooshed a little bit but i just i just watched i'm sorry guys uh, but it was fun it was a good show uh, from them and i'm glad i finally got to see them because i've been wanting to see them for a long time and i haven't had a chance to uh, after that was chemical fix philadelphia's own chemical fix uh, members of Fixation, I think, and maybe Drowse. I don't know. I don't know the bios of everybody in the band. But Kemo Fix is very much like a fast hardcore band. Reminds me of some bands from the 2000s. Uh, I don't know. I'm not an expert in this style of hardcore. So uh, there's definitely moments that remind me of American Nightmare, but I don't think that's their only influence. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> i don't know i'm not gonna i, I don't want to be the one out here like throwing around band names and then someone hears it and they're like that's not right uh but they are they, they're faster they have some pretty sick breakdowns for a faster band uh but they're definitely on the faster side uh it's not actually usually the kind of hardcore i look to because it's um it's faster hardcore but it's not it's well it's not youth crew either sort of out of my depth here i guess a little bit um it's not punk is what i was gonna say anyways it's fun it, they're a good band i really like them live um and it, i like them enough live that i want to listen more carefully to the record i guess that's what i'm trying to say is that i didn't dislike the record but i wasn't in love with it and then seeing them live i was just really impressed i i guess that's what i'm trying to get at is that they were really impressive live and now i'm like maybe I am a fan maybe I need to get on. I really like Fixation and I don't think those two bands are that different. Um but for whatever reason uh I I just didn't uh maybe give the record enough time. Anyways, after them was uh Tempter who I believe is from Richmond maybe. Uh I know the the UK releases on quality control cuz I saw that on um Bandcamp, but I don't I think they're from Richmond. Anyways, uh Tempter, it, you know, Listening to the record, it very much felt like Japanese hardcore, maybe even a little bit crusty. The art is very crusty looking. Seeing them live, though, it feels a little bit more like a crossover band. Um, That's not a negative thing. I actually – those are two – I mean what's recorded and what's live are – they sound different like i really think the record sounds different than they do live as a band but both of things are things that i like so it's not a criticism it's very much like oh this is fun i like this so uh tempter if you get a chance check them out i love the vocalist uh they're very like uh it's more screechy vocals you know And and i really like that um i don't know i think they're sick i think they have some heavy riffs uh again i definitely see the japanese hardcore influence but i also think the the riffs reminded me of some uh of that crossover even like hardcore influence metal uh anyways and then after them was bib who i've wanted to see for years i checked them out i think because i saw them on a on a lineup for sound and fury and i had seen the name but i wasn't sure and then i uh checked out their uh Releases and really like the band, but I've never gotten to see them before. And live is like a whole other experience. If you like the Bib records, I think you'll love them live. If you aren't sure about the Bib records, like they're not really your flavor, I still think you should check them out live. There's just an energy there. It was a lot of fun. Crowd was going nuts. The crowd was pretty diverse last night, like in the sense that there were some, you know, Norman Corman, like more uh, hardcore folks you would see at a at a more traditional hardcore show. There, there were also some like fun punk type people, some people who just looked like art students, some folks who just seemed like they wandered in. It was like the vibe and the aesthetic were very much all over the place, and that's perfect. I love that. That's great. I want more of that, and especially more of it where it didn't feel like there were negative vibes didn't feel like there was like tension in the room it felt very relaxed and fun uh and i and in that sense i gotta say like big ups to four three 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 collective who booked the show uh i like that space the yuki club uh ukrainian it's ukrainian society basically uh it's a sick room um show went well uh and it was great seeing some philly folks you know visiting getting to see some people to show big ups to all the philly folks who said hi to me and you know it was cool catching up with people and i love you and uh you know big ups to the to the young lady who almost stole my friend josh's coat just put it on started to walk around with it didn't realize it wasn't her coat so that's you know that's always fun uh anyways it was a good time fun show uh, if you live in the Philadelphia area and extend that out, I mean the greater Philadelphia area, check out 4333 Collective. They seem to do a, an interesting variety of shows, some punk stuff, hardcore stuff. Uh, I think some of stuff is indie rock. I mean, I respect a lot of bands that I don't even know, which is great because I'm old and irrelevant. So uh, good for them for doing something interesting. So anyways, uh, cool. Talk to you later.
5: Hi, this is Seth from Louisville, Kentucky with a Axe to Grind pit report for LDB Fest 2022. Uh, I was only able to make it to Saturday, March 12th of the four-day event, but it was awesome. Uh, shout out to Hate56 who recorded all four days of the event and we will have them up on his site fairly soon. Um, first off, wanted to Big shout-out to Two Witnesses and Gates to Hell. They were the local bands that played that day and kicked things off and were both excellent, as always. Um, Ballista was definitely the best band that was completely new to me. I had never heard of them or seen them before, and they were excellent. Uh, MH Chaos wins the award for hardest set of the day, in my opinion. Uh, Age of Apocalypse was really good, not, um, not entirely my bag, I don't really get with the vocals too much, but I was in the minority, uh, most of the room was definitely going off for them. Magnitude uh, for sure wins the award for audience participation, They, uh, when they did To Whatever Fateful End uh, closing their set, it was the biggest pylon I've ever seen at any show ever. Full stop. Um, Year of the Knife definitely had the wildest frontman of the day. Tyler was absolutely losing his mind. looked like he was going to pass out. It was uh, just hulking out the entire set. Mind Force was a personal favorite. I uh, had never gotten to see them before, and they are one of my favorite bands going right now. So that was uh, definitely what I was looking forward to most the whole day, and they absolutely delivered. Cannot recommend enough. Uh, God's Hate probably wins the award for most violent set of the day. Um, I am glad there were a few uh, a few lines of people between me and the pit uh, while that was going on. It was something to see. And then, of course, Incendiary uh, were the headliners in capped things off for the day, and uh, it was amazing. The whole room was going off. Um, everybody, in some sense or another, was there to see them, and it was uh, it was great. They uh, shouted out the festival organizers for running things so very smoothly. A lot of bands were starting five ten minutes early just because everything ran so well. Um, and yeah, it was... Just a great time all around. Can't wait to see what they got going on next year. Uh, shout out to the guy in the FUBU jersey, who uh, I just stage-diving left and right all day. He had two black eyes and I think a broken nose by the end of the day. Um, just an absolute hero. Uh, also, on a serious note, uh, I don't know if word has gotten out super far or not, but uh, Friday night, there was an after-party at a local spot called Magbar, and one of the folks working the door uh, got shot in an altercation uh, while he was on the job there. Um, it's believed to be involved in some way with some of the, the folks, not local folks, but just people who were here for LDB, uh, the only reason I bring it up. Um, he is okay. He's alive. He's out of the hospital now. Um But uh, he's got some pretty steep medical bills, and so I wanted to mention he's got a GoFundMe set up. Just get on GoFundMe and search for Skyler, S-K-Y-L-E-R, Bain, B-A-I-N. He's a good guy and didn't deserve what happened to him and could use some help right now. So if you feel like throwing some money his way, that would be great. Otherwise, um... Thank you all, Axe Grind, for doing what you do. It's a really good time. And uh, shout out Kentucky Straight Edge.
6: Yo, what's up? Checking in for another pit report. It's Gabe from Boston. Today is March 29th, 2022. And I went to like five shows last week, albeit one of them was in a literal arena. I went to see uh, Bad Bunny, who was like my favorite pop artist of this generation. And I'm just not going to talk about that too much other than to say that, like, uh, probably the single most lit, like, big concert I've ever been to in my life. All right. But, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk core now. <laughs> uh, the next day, March 23rd, 2022, uh, I went to see the Touche More Vane Military Gun Scowl Tour here at the Paradise Rock Club. Uh, probably my least favorite Boston venue. Great sound, but there's a pole in the middle. You can't really pit. There's a barricade. Uh, I will say this, the all four bands sounded amazing. Uh, I particularly really enjoyed Ian's, she and Shelton's big room energy for the military gun set. I thought that was really cool. I'm like, last time I saw military gun was literally in like the basement of the Elks Lodge. So he's got he's definitely got the moves and the energy to rock a big stage like that and not lose miss a step um Vane was insane uh I definitely did something stupid during that set that uh if you were at the show you you probably recall it and uh if you were not at the show I don't really want to talk about it just in case my wife ends up listening to this <laughs> but uh yeah they were awesome shout out to those guys for sure Touche More have like the professionalism and tightness of like a big rock band but they still play music that is almost entirely hardcore. The best part of their set was the encore where we literally uh, summoned them forth not by chanting encore but by doing the hand claps at the beginning of that one song just literally going <laughs> over and over until they came out and actually did the song. It was awesome. Uh, the next night I did double duty, so Drug Church and One Step Closer were playing at Sonia, which is um, a big club that's right next in the Middle East building in Central Square. Um, and at the Middle East upstairs, which is obviously right next door because they're in the same building, <clears throat> was a death metal show with some bands I really wanted to see. So I really wanted to see Outer Heaven, Pennsylvania death metal band that was playing uh, the, the the death metal show, obviously. And we were playing second, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna see if I can time it right." So I went there, and I went to see the death metal show first. I went to see Outer Heaven. Uh, there was a local opener called Wretched Inferno. I have to give a big shout out to those kids because they're they're legit kids for starters. They're like literally 17, 18 years old. Insanely tight, insanely heavy. Um, I think about the kind of bands that I was even thinking of doing when I was that age and none of them were even close to being on that level so a really major shout out to them. I think I told them that not only are they cooler than I was at their age they are probably cooler than I am now so big shout out to those kids. Outer Heaven played an amazing set of like mostly new songs. I think that new record is really going to melt people's brains with how heavy and sick it is. Um, all the songs went over big. A lot of people headbanging, banging, moshing, um, good energy. Uh, and then my show hop worked out perfectly with uh, no disrespect to the openers on the Drug Church tour, but I, I mostly wanted to see Drug Church in One Step Closer and I literally walked in the room as One Step Closer was setting up. So that worked out really well for me. Apologies to Soul Blind and Lurk who I will hopefully catch some other time. But, you know, sometimes uh, my long hair tendencies come out, even though I haven't had long hair since I was 19 years old. Uh, one Step Closer, definitely played a six set. Uh, a lot of stage dives, a lot of pitting. Uh, Drug Church really owned the show, though. You could tell it was their show. I have to give a shout-out to Pat for shouting me out because I literally started off the stage diving when they played their first song, and I just kept diving over and over and over until I like, kind of hurt my leg and then I had to stop, but at that point, everybody else got the memo and the set was totally lit. People just diving left and right. Uh, that show is notable for, for being the first time in seven years of going to shows that the head of security of the Middle East, shout out to the wizard, uh, has ever given me a reprimand or a talking to, uh, but I guess I had to, to go off for the homie Pat. You know, I had to, to do a big for him. Uh, I think the other thing that Pat said that that was funny about that show is I think Pat said, I have the dubious distinction of being the only person to ever stage dive to drug church while wearing a District 9 hoodie. So, I don't know. That's funny, I guess. Softest New York hardcore enthusiast might still be the craziest stage diver at the drug church show. You know, something to think about, I guess. (laughs) And then last but certainly not least, me and a buddy of mine... Got in the car Saturday morning, Saturday, March 26th, and we rode down to the From Within Records Showcase, which was also Strike's last show. Uh, the lineup was EcoStrike. I'm going to pull it up, actually, just so I don't forget anybody. The lineup was EcoStrike, Magnitude, Payback, and it was also their record release, and let's see, there's Shackled, Simulacra, Worn, Seed of Pain, who did like a triple split set with Envision and Search for Purpose as their prize guest. They each played two songs, and Seed of Pain went up and played a full set. Burning Strong, Almighty Watching, Off the Tracks, and Beskar, who also did a split set with Statement of Pride. Now, I ended up missing Statement of Pride and Best Car because we had, you know, you know how it has hit traffic on the way. We always had traffic in New York and Connecticut, so we did not make it in time for those two bands. So I'll just talk about the bands that I did see. Um, Off the Tracks was the first band I caught. Fast, kind of, kind of heavy, very hard hardcore. Uh, covered Killing Time to close out the show. To close out the set, that was awesome. Uh, Almighty Watching. You know, everybody says they sound like Burn. I tend to agree. I think that they have like a very big, like Gavin and Black energy with their uh, <laughs> guitar playing. So I think they're sick. Burning Strong is like melodic hardcore, but a bit on the heavier side than a lot of the other bands doing melodic hardcore. So you can like still to them. It's pretty sick. Uh, Envision was a fun surprise. I really liked that band. Uh, Search for Purpose was also a fun surprise. Uh, Seat of Pain was the set I was most excited for, and I think it showed because I got somewhat injured during their set. I sliced my hand open on the monitor grill, and I also got a bloody lip towards the end. And My lip is actually still swollen a couple of days later, so hope there's nothing wrong there. <laughs> Probably not. But yeah, yeah, Seat of Pain was awesome. They sounded amazing. They opened with the Integrity cover, Judgment Day. And... Uh, they were the only band all day to get an encore request because they didn't play Hardcore Pride. And as they were breaking down the set afterwards, people kept yelling for them to play Hardcore Pride. So then they played Hardcore Pride and people lost their minds, including myself. Uh, I was bleeding actively for like the majority of the Seat of Pain set. And I still kept pitting before I saw medical attention. That's Hardcore Pride right there slash stupidity. So there's that. Unfortunately, that kind of sidelined me for the rest of the day because I had to get my hand uh, bandaged by uh, the triage man Joe Hardcore MD. Uh, I still watched all the other sets. I just kind of had to rein it in because I did not want to get further injured and potentially have to actually go to a hospital if I like tore my hand, cut a little bit open more or get an infection. So I watched Warren from the back. They sounded great. I've always enjoyed that band. I think that they they do something that's pretty unique and the fact that they are, have such heavy heavy parts while still sounding like a fast punk band the rest of the time. Simulacra opened with a cover of Time Ends by Marauder, and they actually played the whole song, which major props to them because a lot of bands only cover the intro. And it was probably the sickest Marauder cover I've ever seen in my life. Uh, They're other songs, including their new songs, also popped off real, real big, and uh, I, I love that band. I think that they are so sick. Shout out to their guitarist, Xavier, who I always talk to on Instagram, and uh, his rap project, X Kubrick, which he does the beats and the rhymes for. It is insanely sick. Um, Shackled. Shackled is another band I watched from the back. I've seen them before actually in a really small room in Boston and I gotta say seeing them on their home turf was really sick. Uh, close to their home turf they're from a New Jersey band um, They definitely play like that hard heavy sound. I, I, I think that uh, it's interesting that Greg from the Mongoloids did guest vocals for them during their set, because I think they have a little bit of mongoloids in their sound, in their DNA, as a lot of Jersey bands do. Payback, what can I say? I've wanted to see Payback for a long time. I've been a fan of theirs from the jump. A lot of people that I know do not like Payback, I think, that, you know, all, no disrespect to anybody, but I think that if you don't like this band, you just maybe don't like fun. Because their energy is just so much fun. A lot of big sing-alongs, a lot of fun pit parts, you know. They have a good stage presence, which I think is something that goes um, goes a long way in hardcore. And just like I said, the songs are just fun to like bounce around to you, bounce around and sing along to. Even if you don't know the words, you can just bounce around to them. They're, it's, a good, it's a good band. I like them. I like Payback. Magnitude was the second to last band. And I hate to say it, I think they sold the show because they have been touring pretty heavily up until this point and I think they're going to slow down now but I think they have left their impact with all those tours because people went off for them in a big way big big way I was watching from the front but also off to the side first time I've ever seen magnitude and I didn't pit or dive because of my uh the big cut on my hand so that was a bummer but they sounded so good and it was put such a smile on my face to see kids give them such a big reaction. EcoStrike, came up and played a great last set. I really liked seeing the songs from the new LP that came out over the pandemic uh, live. That was definitely a treat. Although I kind of wish that they had played that one song a better way. The one about veganism that has a mosh part that sounds almost exactly like blistered by strife. So you never know, you know, that's never a bad thing. Uh, But you know, maybe maybe we can convince them to do a reunion show in five to 10 years. We'll see what happens, right? (laughs) Knock on wood uh but no if that was the last time i ever see ego strike i think that i'll be happy with that just because they really did play such a great set they had a good energy throughout the whole set people popped off for the new songs people popped off for the old songs that they knew um and they played like a short and sweet set i want to say they only played like eight songs maybe like 25 30 minutes so no no big uh no big uh, craziness. Like last show, we're milking this kind of vibe. They're just like, "Hey, we are a hardcore band. We're gonna play a hardcore band set, and then we're gonna dip." And I love that. I think it's very emblematic of what they would like as a band. They were never about any flexing or stupidity or bullshit. They were just like, "We are a vegan straight ish hardcore band. Take it or leave it." And uh, yeah, that was uh, that's pretty much it. I went to, like I said, I went to a lot of shows this last week. And uh, that's the highlight reel. I apologize that this was lengthy, but I did just kind of do like a quadruple pit report. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and catch you all later, hopefully.